Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Hormonal Mama podcast with me, your host, Kara Drusher. Today on the show, I have Maddie Miles, owner and founder of Peace Love Hormones. We are talking hormones, hormones, hormones today, hormone health and why it's so important, how to best support your hormone health with her new herbal supplement, Soothe. We're also talking some fun stuff like, of course, her dream dinner party and who she would have there. It is a really great conversation. You won't want to miss it. So sit back, get relaxed, and stay tuned. Hi, Maddie. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hello, darling. Thank you. I'm so excited as well. Um, it's always an honor to be able to be on other people's podcasts and, you know, just given other platforms to spread my mission and to spread all the knowledge that I have um, and, uh, and to just help educate and connect with people. So thank you. Oh, it is so my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this interview for a while. You have so much knowledge. You have so much energy and so much exciting stuff to bring to the world. And I want to make sure that we get your message out to as many people as possible because your message is an important one. Um, There's so many things I want to talk about with you today. I know that, you know, we kind of went over that, but I want to start off by talking about your awesome business, Peace Love Hormones, because I mean, I love the title, of course, but I know that you are a hormone maven. You are all about hormones and hormones are so important. And so let's start with that. Let's start with Peace Love Hormones. What is your business about? Tell me how you came up with that title and yeah, floor is yours. Oh, I love that question because I actually, I don't think I've gotten the chance to really explain where Peace Love Hormones came from. Um, So that's awesome. But so Hola, everyone. I'm Maddie Miles. I'm an integrative health practitioner. I specialize in women's reproductive health, and I am the founder of Peace Love Hormones. Peace Love Hormones, um, we are a brand that breaks period stigma through pretty much just about everything that we do on a daily basis, constantly breaking period stigma and all of these stigmas around um, just the female body, around our hormones, around uh, our menstrual cycles, all of the above. Also, I do want to preface with, I, I preface, you know, all of my consistent podcast listeners know this. And whenever I go into someone else's podcast, I do like to say, I will use the terms um, woman and uh, female a lot. Um, and I totally understand that not all women menstruate and vice versa. So I'm totally inclusive of everyone, but for just like purposes of like a universal language on podcasts, I will say um, female and woman a lot Mm -hmm. um, or menstruators, Um, menstruators as well. But I also have gotten some comments from women saying that doesn't make me feel very feminine when I'm, you know, labeled as a menstruator. So I really do. I love everyone and I don't care how you define. I just want you to be happy and healthy. So um, just a little preface with that, but we do um, peace, love hormones. So, you know, it's really, it's a whole like community lifestyle brand. I did just launch my herbal supplement. It contains 10 juicy, amazing herbs for um, menstrual regularity, for overall hormone um, harmony. I love to say hormone mm-hmm. harmony Ooh, um, and, like you know, <laughs> preventing PMS. And, you know, it's just a really great juicy supplement that I was working on. I became super passionate about herbalism during my whole healing, which we can get into that story as well as if you want to. Um, just many, many years of healing underneath my belt and, you know, needed to speak my truth and to help other people get well. So 
you know, started off with just like a private practice. I see women one-on-one. Um, eventually that will turn into actually courses instead mm-hmm. of me seeing nice. everyone one-on-one, I'm building out courses. Yeah. So it's nice, you know, I think it's really important to have that private practice experience for the data and to know like, what are the common struggles? What are the firsthand, you know, it's one mm-hmm. thing to like read a book and read some research of like, Oh, you know, 80% of uh, menstruators experience PMS symptoms, but to really talk to these menstruators and to listen to what they experience on a daily, weekly cyclically, you know, um, like manner on pattern, it's really, really crucial information for me as a product developer and creating products, um, like the soothe herb that I just launched four weeks ago now, not oh almost four weeks ago. Oh. Yeah. So still super new. I sold out twice. So oh, hopefully amazing. by the time this launches, this episode launches, I'll be back in stock. I should be back in stock in a few days. Um, but yeah, so I feel like I kind of just mumbled and jumbled a lot because I can talk a lot. But Peaceful <laughs> Hormones is a whole wellness brand that breaks period stigma. We uplift, support, and empower menstruators to take back control of their health because it has been totally stripped of us in so many ways. Yes. Um, and just our power, you know, our social, economic, and, you know, uh, wellness power has really been stripped from us. Um, and so it's kind of helping people, helping menstruators come to that enlightenment Mm -hmm. and then helping them, giving them the power through education. We have, um, we, as in me and my team, we have like Instagram, we have TikTok, we have YouTube, uh, a podcast. So, you know, through all of these different channels where we give out free educational content and then also through, you know, uh, working with me one-on-one, which will soon be courses, my herbal supplement, of course. And, uh, I have a book for like syncing up with your cycle in terms of foods and exercises. And if you don't have a cycle, I include the moon phases in there. So all of that is on my website. It's really just a community. Like, I mean, if someone just wants to, you know, buy a piece of hormones shirt or sticker, like I, I just want everyone to be a part of it. Um, you know, men, women, you know, people who don't identify as a gender. I want everyone to just be knowledgeable on this because again, it's not taught anywhere. And like, you know, over 70% of, you know, people are just like, our sex ed was shit. If, yeah. if even like, I always get surprised. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't really have a sex ed to say it was shit or not. So, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, know? it breaks my heart. It right? does. Like, it was devastating. So, it was so bad. And like, you know, my parents, I love my parents so much. I'm so close to them, but they didn't give me proper education because they weren't properly educated. Right. So it's like, and again, it's like everyone tiptoes around like the topic of like sex and pleasure and makes it seem super like taboo and especially if you're a woman and you like have a high libido and you crave sex you're like a slut you know and so it's all of these things that like I'm very well aware of because I am a you know menstruator a vagina owner in Mm -hmm. this society so I you know I went through all of that throughout my entire life and so I I understand and I can relate um, on so many different levels and that's why I'm out here really trying to make a difference and I have a good amount of years to go, hopefully, before I leave this earth. And so I am planning on accomplishing it all. So that is it. me in a nutshell. That's Peace Love Hormones. Um, if people really want to get to like know my story well, like my uh, wellness story too, and recovering from an eating disorder and from Lyme's disease and, um, you know, having used hormonal birth control for six years and how that impacted, you know, me on a neurological, physiological 
um, psychological, spiritual, all of the levels. It really, really impacted me. And it was kind of like a a, a silent killer for me Mm -hmm. as well. Like in terms of, you know, I had insomnia, I had anxiety, but I wasn't connecting a lot of these things to the birth control pill. So, um, so I, that's why I called it a silent killer. I was just taking every day and didn't really, you know, relate anything else to it until I got off and, you know, I was able to get my cycle back and, to get it regular, um, to adapt to the fertility awareness method, which I, you know, all our topics that I talk about on my podcast as well. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a blast. I love this. I love this line of work, you know, what more rewarding, what is there more rewarding than like working on your health and to help other people be healthy? Because I was just having a really beautiful conversation a couple of days ago with my friend at yoga. And we're like, you know, you can have, all of these great experiences, you know, you can go on all these beautiful vacations, um, have a, an incredible group of friends and supportive community, a beautiful house, whatever you want, whatever makes you, you know, happy and feel fulfilled. But if you're not healthy, you're not going to be able to enjoy any of it, you know? Um, so that's why I really, you know, I place an emphasis on the whole, you know, health work and really, you know, investing your time, your energy, your money into your health, into preventative um, health, which is what I do. And that's what the integrative health is. It's preventative medicine. We are preventing any type of disease of the body or diagnosis of the body that would cause you to use conventional medicine for that Mm -hmm. acute based care. Like, you know, I no one's going to call me if they're having a heart attack or, um, (laughs) or they broke a bone, you know, um, which, you know, like, and I'm not bashing conventional medicine. I think it has a lot of work to do. Um, and I think there's, you know, definitely some things that need to be resolved in terms of, you know, doctors needing to see a certain amount of patients every single day and, you know, the funding there and, you know, there's a lot that needs to be worked on there for sure. But that being said, we need it. I mean, you know, the first time you and I talked, we spoke a couple months ago, I had broke my wrist. You know, Mm -hmm. I was, uh, what was I doing? I was roller skating and I broke my (laughs) wrist. And so, you know, acute-based care, yes, we need conventional medicine. But, um, you know, that shouldn't be like just, oh, you come in with hormone issues. Like, here's the pill. And we're not going to tell you what it does to you on a short-term or long-term basis. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, you're having... Uh, you have cysts on your ovaries, like let's remove an organ, you know? So I, I really am just appalled at like how many stories I hear, even, I mean, literally a week ago, I was talking to a naturopath doctor. So someone who should know this, um, and they even told me it's okay to not, you know, ovulate and menstruate every single month. You know, they're like, you know, people like she was talking about me actually, um, specifically, but you know, people who are you like you, the Vata Dosha, who are, you know, really athletic and more on like the tinier side. It's okay if you just, you know, have it a couple times a year. And I was like, oh, I was like, nope, nope, nope. Oh, and like, and, yeah. And so, you know, it's more so just, and I, I just shared my knowledge and my, you know, education. Um, and, you know, obviously used research and everything to back it up, but you know, we really do, we need to be ovulating, we need to be menstruating. There's clearly not enough people out there who know this information. Um, and so that's really where my la- my work lies in is like, how do we get this information to the masses? Mm-hmm. So that's what, uh, you know, really my team and I, it's like a daily question that we have. Um, so whether that be in 
the form of like email campaigns or new content on social media because social media is all the rave nowadays yes. whether we like it or not you know like hosting in-person events I have an event this weekend in Austin a women's menstrual wellness event at a local yoni steam where we're all steaming our bit our vaginas I like to also call vaginas yonis um mm-hmm. and I'll just define that now because uh vagina was actually that term was given by men um mm. in the lab so it's like a medical term surprise, given surprise. by men yoni is more like it taps into your femininity and I prefer yoni way more and also it sounds cuter so it does it's a nice I just always am um and I think of really random stuff like my boyfriend actually pointed that out to me last night we're like laying in bed about to go to bed and I go what did I wear the first time I met your parents? And he just started laughing. He's like, you think of the weirdest things. But I did the other day, like a couple of days ago, I asked him, what's your favorite thing about me? And he was like naming all this stuff. And then at the end, he like got a smirk on his face. He was like, and you're Yoni. And I like, I was like, wow, I am in love with you. I'm in love with this human. (laughs) Isn't that the best feeling? I love that. It is. It's amazing. I love it. Um, But yeah, so I don't even know what the original question was, but I hope that that I answered whatever it was. (laughs) You remind me so much of myself. I love it. I love it. Love it. You you answered it for sure. And you answered it well, so well that a a couple of other questions I wanted that I jotted down for myself, you answered, which is so exciting. Um, (laughs) There was something um, that you said that I wanted to talk about for a minute and I don't remember it right at this, this moment. So I'm going to have to come back to it when I do remember it, but I know you were talking a little bit about your supplement, which I want to talk about more because I know you were leading up to the launch a few months ago and you launched it and it is a huge hit. Obviously you said sold out twice, which is so exciting. And, you know, I'm really excited because, you know, as a woman who menstruates and as a woman who, like you feels really strongly about integrative health essentially is, you know, like, you know, so I mentioned to you before my background is as a massage therapist and my next, you know, phase that I have gotten into is as an integrative wellness life coach. So the whole integrative approach, while it's different because integrative can mean so many things, um, you know, when you're, you're really breaking down the nitty gritty, I think it's, it's so important to have that kind of approach and having this herbal supplement is such a big deal. And so I really want to talk about that with you. I really want you to tell me about the supplement, what it is. Tell me about the amazing, wonderful herbs that are in it, what they do. What is this amazing supplement that is such a, a hit that you sold out so fast? I, I got to the yes, girl. to the yes. I will definitely go over it. Um, and Two things. Number one, if people want to learn even more about it, I have a much longer podcast episode where I talk everyone's ear off. Um, and it's on YouTube as well, all about the supplement and the herbs. And then number two, I love that you're a massage therapist. I get a therapeutic massage every other week. It's been a huge part of my healing. It's incredible. Um, you know, I know it's not, uh, not everyone can do it. It is definitely like a luxury wellness item. Um, but I, I also like have just reframed my life of like, okay, instead of like spending money, I don't really spend money on like new clothes all the time mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I, I spend it on wellness. So, so I great. definitely budget to make sure like that I can, um, 
you know, do things like that in acupuncture and make sure that I can get my supplements and all of the above and to test my, all my, you know, hormones and my thyroid and my school and everything like that multiple times a year. But so so number one, so I can just get into the herbs and briefly go over them. I mean, all of them have such amazing properties, like beyond the ones that I'll like just mention during this podcast episode. I mean, they each have incredible uh, capabilities to really just transform our health and to work on a root cause level, which is what we always want to address. You know, um, birth control does not address the root cause of your hormone imbalances. It will mask symptoms if you're lucky. It doesn't even do that for everyone. And then those symptoms will resurface when you hop off the pill. And mo- most likely it they will resurface with uh, vengeance as well. Mm. So Um, But the herbs, so the first one um, that I have to talk about is chaseberry extract. It's also known as Vitex. Uh, So countless amount of women have been prescribed by their more like holistic um, naturopath doctor or physician um, practitioner to use Vitex, just singular. It's really, really great when it comes to just regulating the overall menstrual cycle and it uh, it works by increasing LH, our luteinizing hormone, and progesterone. It doesn't directly increase it. It's not, you know, a pharmaceutical drug or anything like that, but it helps our body to naturally produce that. And that helps with ovulation. So a lot of women who are having, um, are experiencing an ovulation, which is like a lack of ovulation completely, or maybe it's every, you know, 40 or 60 or 90 days, you know, like you're not ovulating uh, every cycle like you should be, then Vitex is fantabulous. Um, that's fabulous and fantastic combined. <laughs> I, I love it. I love saying I, that. I like making up <laughs> words. So that's very exciting to me. Fantabulous. <laughs> um, but it contains iridoids and flavonoids. Um, And they have both direct and indirect uh, effects on various hormones, especially prolactin and progesterone, like I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. So this also can help with breast tenderness and um, overall just PMS symptoms. So there are over 160 symptoms associated with PMS, which is pretty wild. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is a juicy herbal supplement um, that has, like I said before, I mean, each of these herbs beyond even what like you'll find on my website, like these have just so many benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then the next one is parsley. Parsley is really great for like cleansing and detoxifying. A lot of people like will put, uh, parsley into their juices or into their smoothies. It's really, really great. Um, whether you have it as a dried herb or you have it fresh, um, and it's known at what we call uh, an aquaretic, which means mm-hmm. that it increases urine volume while retaining electrolytes. Um, so this, therefore, not only is it cleansing and detoxifying, but it helps promote fluid balance and helps us with our like water retention and that bloating that we get because of water retention um, near our cycles. And then dandelion is also very, very similar to parsley in that it has these cleansing detoxifying properties um, and helping to maintain healthy fluid balance. Um, So it's also really, really good for phase two of our liver liver detoxification. It upregulates the phase two Mm -hmm. and it supports bifidobacteria growth. So um, really great for our gut as well, which we know, you know, our gut is our first brain. So if our gut and our liver are in check, everything else can heal properly. Um, 
And then we get into Don Kai, which is another, you know, really incredible classic herb when it comes to just women's menstrual health. Um, And its origins are in China, Japan, and Korea, and where it was traditionally used to balance the female cycle and to prevent uh, symptoms of PMS. So a lot of these herbs, I mean, they've been used just traditionally and anciently um, to help with these symptoms, you know? So that's, it's, there's a lot of power. Oh no, there's okay, a lot of power there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There really got, like these long cords. I, know, I feel um, like an old lady with my, you know, <laughs> headphones that aren't Bluetooth. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's amazing. Um, but Don Kai, it's very powerful when it's combined with other herbs. So mm, okay. that's why it's you know a lot of these herbs. It's just like them all together. A lot of times you'll see more benefits when they're all mixed together versus taking them singular. Um, the next would be licorice extract, which acts as, um, licorice root acts as a weak phytoestrogen and it traditionally has been used to help regulate uh, menstruation and any type of like PMS menstruation related, um, complaint. This is really, really great. And it also helps with our, uh, inflammation levels Mm -hmm. and it, also helps also 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 there's so many also's because these herbs are so great but um for low blood sugar so I yeah I have like low blood sugar low blood pressure and licorice is really really great for that so alternatively if you have high blood pressure we would say stay away from the licorice Mm. um also just while I'm at like the precautions talking about precautions if you're pregnant I would not take any of these herbs um I don't even know. There are very few herbs that you can like take while you're pregnant or breastfeeding, but you can take this to help you get pregnant. And then right when you successfully conceive, you just stop. Um, Yeah. It's just always good to, you know, go on the more safe side, but it is pretty funny because it's like, like, don't be too scared of this. Like if you get pregnant, you don't find out for a couple of weeks and you've been taking this, you're like, Oh my gosh. Like, uh, you know, we encounter over 144,000 man-made toxic chemicals every single day. Chances are, I mean, the average, you know, unfortunately the average pregnant mama also has toxic products in her house. A lot of things that are impacting your body and the wellness of your baby much right. more than herbs. Um, <laughs> <That's> but <true. laughs> it's, sadly. it's sadly true. Yes. But peony is, um, the next one, which I included because peony and licorice work really well together. They're synergistic mm. and they help decrease um, pain. So like cramping and any type of pain that you experience around your period. And it also um, has some effects on your neuromuscular junctions. So like other than the cramping, also like joints and any type of physical pain that is manifesting within your body. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is tangerine, which not a lot of people have like heard of when it comes to balancing the woman's menstrual cycle, but this one is really great when it comes to breast tenderness. So, um, and it also helps to relieve minor abdominal fullness and minor abdominal pain as well. So Mm. another little beautiful sneaky herb, um, ginger is another one, which everyone knows ginger. Um, ginger is so great for, circulation and nausea and gas. And I included it in this formula because it does have a warming effect. So it balances. Mm. So herbs either have like a cooling or a warming effect on the body. And there are a lot of what we call cooler herbs in this um, formula. So ginger acts as a warming. Um, It's the same as in, you know, uh, in the winter when I'm drinking a smoothie, I'll include some 
ginger in my smoothie to help balance out that like, oh my gosh, that's so much cold on my digestive system. And that's the last <laughs> thing that your body wants in the winter, yes, in the colder months. For sure. Um, so, you know, some ginger sipping on some ginger tea and, you know, and we know it's great for just overall digestion and right. anti-inflammatory properties. Um, red raspberry, people have definitely heard of this one because, you know, there are a lot of red, red raspberry teas out there, which a side note, there are tea, like dandelion teas out there, red raspberry teas, you know, a lot of these you can't get in tea form. Just be careful. You know, most of the time it's not actually enough. It doesn't have a high enough dosage for you to notice any effect. So, you know, I haven't heard this a whole lot because actually it's, I feel like it's the opposite um, where a lot of people haven't tried any of these herbs. And so they're super excited to try soothe, but I have had some people like, Oh, I've tried you know, drinking red raspberry tea before, and it didn't really do anything for me. And I was like, well, were you just drinking like yogi tea from the grocery store? <laughs> because, you know, like, that's not you need to it. make sure you have ample amounts of these, you know, Definitely. it's, it's just like, you know, eating like one little bite of kale a day isn't going to supply your body with enough nutrients. I that it, Yeah. I love kale. Oh, it's, my um, <laughs> it's amazing. But you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. And people don't think about that. They often don't. They say, oh, I had my little, you know, like you said, little tiny piece of kale and I got my nutrients. I got everything I need. And it's kind of like, but did you? (laughs) Right. So yeah, this is clinically dosed. So you're getting uh, enough amount per serving to actually notice benefits um, and changes. Um, And then back to red raspberry, it's very uterine calming Mm -hmm. and it has been used anciently as a remedy to support menstrual flow, just a healthy, consistent menstrual flow. Um, And then the last one. So the 10th one is buplurum. And this is also just a a traditional female cycle balancer that has uterine calming activity as well. It's also used in ancient Chinese medicine to unblock liver stagnation. Hmm. You know, we need a healthy liver. Our liver performs over 500 functions within the body. We need our liver functioning properly, but especially when it comes to processing um, excess hormones and excreting those throughout our body. So, um, and also, you know, when we have liver stagnation as well, that manifests as cramping within the body. So a lot of women experience cramping and, you know, we're never taught anywhere that we need to support our liver. We're not taught how to support our liver. So this supplement is great because, you know, I keep repeating this, like these herbs have so many benefits and it's like, you know, they both directly impact our hormones and indirectly, such as like supporting our liver, um, supporting the bifidobacteria growth in our gut, um, you know, promoting anti-inflammatory pathways to, you know, like it's a holistic approach is, Mm -hmm that and a mumbo jumbo. Also, sorry, everyone. Kara already knows this. I'm in my luteal phase right now, which is why I'm like, I literally can like tell that I'm like stuttering sometimes. And it's just because my brain is, you know, it's working differently. Our brain changes, um, structurally 20 by 25% over the course of our cycle. So I'm definitely in, it's incredible, but it's real. It's not like some woo woo like mumbo Mm -hmm. jumbo oh like you're just you know different um you're the same you're different like no we really are changing yeah on like a hormone level on a neurological level um it's amazing psychological level yeah we're really changing yeah so it's funny like I you know comparing my podcast episodes to like ovulatory phase Maddie or even like follicular too because you know you're in that follicular phase you're so like you're energetic you're FSH, your follicle stimulating hormone and your estrogen are increasing. So you're like, Ooh, and then like you're in your ovulatory phase and you're 
testosterone is at its peak. So you're like, I want to talk to everyone and (laughs) I can do podcasts all day long. You know, like, of course it's different for everyone, but that's how it manifests in me if I'm taking care of myself in other areas of my life. So if I'm not pushing myself too hard in other areas of my life, then I allow for, you know, cortisol to be at a healthy, normal level so that my other hormones like testosterone and estrogen, those can all be, you know, high enough to supply me with that natural energy. So, um, but yeah, I'm in my luteal, I'm at the end of my luteal phase right now. I should be getting my period in a day or two. Um, so I'm feeling a little slumpy. So I'm sorry for anyone who is like, um, what is she saying? I hope I'm making making sense. You are making so much more sense than you think, which is so awesome. You're it's funny because I, you know, I have this whole list of things. I'm like, all right, I gotta make sure to ask Maddie this. I want to ask her this. And you're answering all these questions before I can even ask them, which is so awesome. I love I love when Maddie does that. It's awesome. (laughs) Maddie's doing a good job. It's very exciting. It's funny because I was going to, you know, ask you to talk about why hormone health is so important. And I feel like you kind of touched on that, which is pretty, pretty cool. You know, something, something that, you know, I just kind of want to talk about for a second is we were talking about liver health and your liver is so important and people do not, you know, except people like us who work with, you know, the body for a living, people often don't realize how important liver function is to overall health. You know, it, it's an, it's an extremely important organ. And if it's not functioning properly, if it's not doing what it needs to be doing, you got some issues. So I'm really glad totally. that you talked about that. That that's, yeah, that's really and, important. And going back to, you know, why hormones matter. And I mean, it's so many, so many reasons, but in simplest terms, if our hormones aren't happy, we will not be happy either. Our hormones are our inner guidance system and every aspect of our life impacts and influences our hormones and vice versa. Um, and, you know, from our genetics to the foods that we eat on a daily basis to the amount of sleep that we get the night before and the hours that we sleep as well, because that matters what time we hit, you know, go to bed and what time we wake up um, to our, the body products that we have and the cleaning products that we have within our home, as well as like the relationships in our life, like everything impacts our hormones. So that's why it's so important is because, you know, it's important because our hormones dictate our health and everything impacts our hormones. So when you think like, oh, like I really have to, especially being a person with a uterus, we really have to be vigilant over what we have going on in our life um, on a physical and spiritual level, like every single day to make sure that we are supporting our hormones. Definitely. And our body will respond so beautifully when we start to give it what it needs and we leave and we leave out what it doesn't. And we live in this crazy world that demands that we live in a way that is contrary to our unique hormone landscape and second biological clock. So you know, that's why it's, it's super important that we cultivate both inner and outer balance. Um, and that, uh, I mean, yeah, again, like it's a holistic approach and that's why it's important though. Like it's, it's, it's important for so many reasons. It is, but- <laughs> it is so important. I, that's, you know, and that's one of the things that has made me so excited to talk to you for such a long time because people are not educated enough about hormones. You know, people hear hormones and they automatically just think of the sex hormones and they don't realize how many other hormones there are 
in our bodies and how important a role they each have for so many different purposes. So I'm really, really glad that you just said that the way that you did. Yeah. And I don't know if you're familiar with um, exposome science, but it's just about how our inner and outer ecosystems shape our neurology, um, endocrinology, immunology, microbiology, and more. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, that just further goes to show and support, like this is science, this is data that like what we have going on. And when I say inner ecosystem, that's like what we eat, the supplements that we take, how much water we're drinking, um, how properly our liver is functioning, you know, our gut health, all of that is our inner ecosystem. And then our outer ecosystem is like, how many toxins are we coming encounter with every single day? You know, do we have a crappy job that makes us super stressed out all the time? Mm. Do we have a really crappy friendship or relationship or do we have really good friendships and relationships that fuel us? So, you know, it's science. We know for fact that each of these factors, both, you know, in our outer outer ecosystem, in our inner ecosystem, they're all interconnected and um, it shapes our neurobiology like everything that I mentioned before. So um, it's really, really powerful. And again, it's so underplayed in just society as a whole and in conventional medicine, it's really, really underplayed. So it's our job to, (laughs) you know, um, make sure that we properly educate on this. And then also it's, you know, I've taken it as my job to let's normalize healthy periods and no PMS and tracking your cycle in plant medicine mm-hmm. and ample amounts of sleep and filtered water, a high libido, yes, healthy menopause, and just like feeling sexy as hell. Like yes. we need to just normalize all Absolutely. of this. You're so <laughs> right. You're so right. Because, you know, you said it in the very beginning of our conversation, we were talking about, you know, high libido and the label of slut that a lot of women get when it's unfair because having a healthy libido. I mean, obviously to me, that means something different for each person, but what's wrong with a high libido? That's a healthy, wonderful thing. Sex isn't a dirty word, right? It's it's a part of life and it's a wonderful thing. And it shouldn't, oh, I could preach about this for hours, days, weeks, (laughs) Not even, not even just sex, but also just pleasure, you know, and like the amount of like awesome hormones and neurotransmitters that are produced when we are like in that, obviously, yes, when we hit climax, but even just during that time, like when you're getting to climax, mm-hmm. um, I believe it was Alyssa VT who I was listening to a podcast that she was in and someone was like, what would you take with you to like a deserted island? And she was like my vibrator Mm -hmm. and my supplements. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, like, you know, like really it's so, it's so, so great. And, you know, like I really recommend to all the women that I see one-on-one, I'm like, make sure that you're getting pleasured um, because over 65% of us report being sexually unsatisfied. And that was me for a long time too, especially when I was on the pill because it just shut, shut off my libido completely. Oh, yeah. I had no testosterone when I was oh. on the pill, obviously that's how it works. And uh, one of the ways in which it works. Um, and so I, I didn't have a very high libido, but also this is just a side tangent. Like we live in a very an always male dominated world. And so like my mind. sex and like sex toys, like the whole sex culture and industry is very male focused. So mm-hmm. like, you know, what 
actually an, an awesome episode on Netflix that I really recommend that everyone goes and watch watches. It's called Explained is like the whole series. And they're like 20 to 30 minute short episodes on really various awesome topics. Mm-hmm. And I listened or I watched a bunch of them, but I watched one a couple of times in one time with my boyfriend as well about the female orgasm because I still didn't even really understand, you know, mm-hmm. like our workings down there is so beautifully and incredibly intricate and it's really cool and there's another podcast called how come and that is also a podcast all about you know just sexual desire and how like again it's just like an epidemic of like women being sexually unsatisfied just like there's an, it epidemic, is an epidemic of hormone imbalances it is yeah it just is and, <laughs> and, and, and those coincide together you know like if you're For having sure. good orgasms like that's helping your hormones and if you have you know uh hormones that are really low or really high you know on one of the extremes and they're not balanced then you're not going to be having you know good sex either so uh I mean yeah that's that's a whole nother I actually had a whole podcast episode just about sex <laughs> I, I saw you post and, about it on Instagram yeah. and I was like I need to listen to that episode that's right. gonna be a good one <laughs> yeah and like I I can't stress enough like there's nothing gross about being a woman and Mm -hmm. I posted this today like we're not gross it's not a diagnosis to be a woman you know like if you're struggling with something don't feel lost don't feel like you have to go take a prescription medication or go get like an ovary removed you know or get an ablation like just come talk to me first. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just talk to me. Let's see if we can do, you know, let's, and sometimes it's literally as simple as like, okay, so you need to sleep more and you need to stop going to orange theory every single day and maybe do some yoga Mm -hmm. and some, you know, even if it's not sitting and meditating, like go for a walk without your phone. And let's make sure that you're eating three meals because a lot of us are fasting because we listen to diet culture that goes intermittent fasting is fabulous for us. And we're like, okay, that we have failed to remember that still like 80% of medical research is done on the male body. So Mm -hmm. what may be good for the male body is not good for us necessarily. And uh, I had such a great win yesterday in my practice. I saw one of my clients who's our second time seeing each other. The first time was like a little bit over a month ago. And she, she came to me and she was having, actually it was six to eight weeks ago, but Anyway, uh, she came to me, her thyroid was starting to struggle a little bit. Um, she was starting to experience some PMS and there was no like history of that. You know, everything seemed to be pretty in check except for that she was fasting and she was really scared of, uh, fruit Mm -hmm. and bananas. And so I challenged her as part of like her hormone healing plan. I was like, we're going to stop fasting. And we're going to have a banana on your smoothie um, and some berries in the morning. And we talked yesterday and she's like, Maddie, like my hunger cues are back. I now actually am hungry in the morning. I'm hungry at lunch. Cause you know, her body, when you're starving yourself, it's smart. It knows what's going on. And it's like, we're not, we're going to like downregulate everything mm-hmm. and downregulate our metabolism, which our metabolism is our thyroid because you know, we're not getting enough food. We need to survive off the little amounts of food that we're getting. And so it didn't happen overnight, but gradually, you know, she did start to get normal, healthy hunger cues. Like she would wake up in within 30 to 60 minutes, she's hungry for breakfast. And uh, her thyroid levels are now in what we would consider a functional, healthy range. And uh, she feels amazing. And she hasn't had any PMS. 
I mean, <laughs> and it was as simple as amazing. eating breakfast. You know, and, I I don't want to interrupt you. I just no go. You are talking about something that hits me so hard right in my oh. I hear people talking about intermittent fasting all the time. Now I hear it and I have to take a deep breath because like, I've never been a dieter. I've never been, you know, into, you know, forget about the fad diets. I've never been into any diets because, you know, I'm not a teeny tiny petite person. Like you are, my mom is, my sister is, you know, a lot of women in my family are, I'm also not on the heavier side, I'm kind of like in this in-between range, but you know, like many women, I've had body image issues on and off my whole life. Whenever I see a woman post about intermittent fasting, I cringe. I cringe because to me, it's, you know, it's not an area where I'm an expert like you are, but it's an area that I feel very passionately about because I feel like food is I mean, let me back up. Our bodies need food and they need them, need them, need food at certain intervals. You know what I mean? Like, and it, those intervals are, are different really for everybody, but they're not, oh, I'm not wording my thought very well. <laughs> I'm like, I, I get can what you're see saying, my though. thought and I can't no, quite word it. <laughs> I totally get what you're saying. So, and you know, the problem with fasting beyond that, you know, 10 to 12 hour overnight, which I think is great. You know, I think that's really great. Let's give the digestive system a break overnight, Mm -hmm. you know, and let's build autophagy, which is great for mitochondrial health and overall cell longevity and just health and longevity. Cause that's what health is. It's, you know, longevity. We want to live long and bountiful lives. Um, but where we see with, you know, the, the problem with fasting is so Anciently, fasting was used to help heal the body. So whether you are experiencing, you know, some type of like yeast or bacteria overgrowth or a virus or um, any type of illness, like they would, they would go and fast, but also they weren't going and drinking a bulletproof coffee in the morning and then headed to Orange Theory, hopping on their laptops and seeing an influx of emails that came in overnight, um, running out the door and, you know, trying to get all your kids together. They weren't, and sitting in traffic, all of these Mm -hmm. things that raise our cortisol levels. And when the cortisol levels are raised, then we're knocked out of that fasting state. We're no longer reaping the benefits that you come with a true genuine fast of like, I'm laying here and doing nothing. Hence why it's great to fast overnight while we're sleeping. Um, We're letting the body focus on healing whatever needs to be healed within the body, which is different for everyone versus, you know, oh my gosh, we're running from a lion because our body doesn't know. Are we stressed because we're sitting in traffic? Are we stressed because our, you know, partner is annoying us? Or are we stressed (laughs) because a lion is coming at us full swing? Our bodies don't know the difference. Our bodies are smart, but they don't know the difference between that. So, um, you know, that's the problem. A lot of these chronic fasters, these chronic hypers, whatever you want to call them, they are then waking up and they're having coffee in the morning and they're doing things that are not supporting their hormones. It's upregulating their cortisol production. And, you know, a lot of women, they feel great for the first like four or so weeks of doing it. And of course you're like, well, I shouldn't say of course, but it would make sense if you felt less bloated and a little bit more energized at first, because you don't have any food in your stomach, Mm -hmm. you know, like obviously, but also you're not pooping as much, which is really bad when it comes to hormones and sure hormone is. detoxification. Um, and yeah, I guess I just don't really get it either because I'm like, don't you want to eat food? 
<laughs> I mean, and this exactly. is coming from someone like I had a, I suffered from anorexia for like six years of my younger mm-hmm. life. And, um, you know, really gave into all of the fat. I've heard it. I've heard it all, you know, and I, I've tried a lot of it too. And I had to do so much repair work when it came to my gut, my liver, my bones, my hormones, mm-hmm. like so many things. It's not worth it. And to think like for those six years, I could have been eating more food and been healthier. Like, wow. wow. I totally <laughs> get I, what you're saying. Yeah. But I would, I would never take back like what I, sorry, my, my dog is like, going at it outside on the porch with <laughs> some type of bug um <laughs> but she or yeah it's 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 crazy I would never take back what I went through though because it was it took hitting rock bottom multiple times for me to like go on this whole healing wellness journey um otherwise I would still probably be giving into fad diets right now mm-hmm. and I would have you know a hypo or hyperthyroid going on I would have hormone imbalances and you know it's a uh, it's a, it's a whole mess. So yeah, it's a we got cycle. Yeah. But, and I don't blame anyone either. Like I feel bad for, you know, anyone who's giving into that and it's not suiting their body. And we do have to remind ourselves, like I am in a partnership with a male and he can do things that I can't sometimes. And it's cool. It helps me tap into my hormonal power, but we we're flying home from Mexico the other week. And I was like, I need, we we're kind of rushing to get to the airport. And I was like, I need to get a smoothie when we're at the airport before we hop on the plane. And he was like, okay, I'm just going to fast until we get there. And at first I was like, oh, well I can do that too, because I'm a Leo and I'm very stubborn. And I was like, I can do that too. And then I was like, but is that going to make me happy? No, I'm going to be hangry and moody. And also I'm supposed to get my period next week. The last thing I want is to halt that period. Um, It was actually a little bit before, but uh, I was like, I don't want to like prevent ovulation from happening and therefore prevent me from getting my period. I don't want to get breakouts. So it's like, just nourish your body. Food is yummy and food food is is medicine as well. You know, making sure you're eating a variety of food, you're getting in enough fiber for your gut um, and to support not just your poops, but also to support like the beneficial bacteria in your gut and to feed that. And, you know, just eating a very wide range of plants. Definitely. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm hungry. Thank you. Welcome to my like, I know, oh. right? I'm like, yeah, I'm going out to a little early birthday dinner tonight with my boyfriend and his parents, um, oh. but it's not till like 730. So I'm like, I definitely need to eat a snack between. Oh, I hear you there. <laughs> and just as a side note, um, snacks, get a snack. You have to. Oh, I, I've yeah. learned the hard way. If you don't like fill in those gaps between your meals not only do you feel miserable and like angry because you're so hungry but your body just doesn't work right like I'm a prime example of someone you know if I don't eat at a certain time or if I don't eat you know if, if I go too long without eating I have like days to recover because I'll be in pain. I get severe stomach pain. I am exhausted and my poop's not quite right. You know what I yeah. mean? Because I'm not nourishing my body properly. Right. It's I do so say interesting. I love snacks too. Um, I, I've really reframed my like thoughts around snacks because I remember getting into like the hormone specific realm and there are lot of people out there who are like, don't, don't snack if you want to balance out your hormones. And they say that because of like the fluctuations of your blood sugar, every single time that you eat. 
But I say, you know, for people like us, I'm assuming you're the same. We wake up at the crack of dawn. So we don't have these like three to four hours between meals. It's normally more than that. You know, Mm -hmm. normally like, I mean, I eat lunch at, you know, noon maybe, and I'm going to have dinner closer to 8 p.m. tonight. That's a really long time to go without any food in your body. So there it's like, oh, I do. It's, you know, I understand why my body gets hungry. And when, when you get hungry, snack, you know, and have healthy, you know, hormone balls on hand. And I have a bunch of recipes on my Instagram for that, you know, or some nuts and seeds and flax seeds. Like I love it all. Um, but I used to, cause like, I remember I gave into this one fad metabolism thing where I was like, eat every hour, even if it's like a little something. And like, that was a lot of stress in my digestive system to every single hour of me mm-hmm. trying to, cause it takes energy. It, it yes. requires energy of our body to, you know, process the food that we eat and, uh, to digest it and to like move that throughout or intestinal digestive tract. So I do say like, you know, snacks are amazing if and when you need them and to have like good options on hand for sure. Cause again, most of us are, we're awake for a long time. We wake up early. A lot of us stay up later than we should be. So, um, it's important that we, you know, we nourish ourselves, especially when we start to feel hungry. Cause that's just our sign. Like, Hey, Hey human, we used up all the energy that you gave us at the last meal. Can you feed us a little something to keep us going? Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so, so glad. (laughs) There's something else I really wanted to talk with you about that, you know, it is so great cycle syncing. And I want to talk to you about this, you know, for two reasons. One, because I think it's super important. I actually have learned a lot about cycle syncing from you and I use it with my clients, um, you know, who are dealing with infertility to help them, you know, people who are, you know, whose struggle with infertility has to do with their cycle. Um, but I'm fascinated because you talk about it a lot and it's, it's such a unique approach that truthfully, until I started following you on Instagram, I'd never heard of, just never heard of. And it's just something that, you know, I, I would love to hear, um, basically how did, how has that changed your life? Because it clearly has, it's made a huge impact in your life and your work. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, totally. So it's actually Alyssa Vitti created like the cycle thinking method. Um, so that like term is actually hers. She owns that. So what the whole idea behind that is that there are specific foods that we can eat throughout our cycle that will help us be given like our hormones and how they're changing throughout the cycle. Um, and also giving like certain nutrient deficiencies and for example, like cramping and, um, you know, if we're experiencing cramping to maybe again, this is so general, but maybe it could be a a magnesium deficiency. So, Mm -hmm. you know, having some seeds that are rich in magnesium and other foods and even supplementing with like, you know, magnesium, uh, glycinate or citrate or just a full spectrum magnesium. So I, I do love the cycle syncing method. Um, it's definitely something that like I use sparingly with my clients because sometimes it stresses them out more than, um, than it's fun. And I think it's fun, but if it stresses you out, I'm like, don't do it because that's going to show within your hormone health. But, um, I do have a grocery list and 
you know, in my hormone harmony book, I, I kind of write like the different plant-based foods that can help you at different times of your cycle. Um, and you know, like a great way to explain that, uh, our example of that, I guess I should say is like during the ovulatory phase, when we have like more energy, uh, we don't need to have as many carbs. Um, we still need carbs, of course, because we, you know, we use carbs as energy, but you know, that's, that's the whole point is like carbs are energy and we already have a lot of abundant energy during this phase. Mm-hmm. So it's a phase where, you know, we don't need as many um, of those carbs of like the sweet potatoes and the grains and everything that we would during like the luteal phase and the menstrual phase where our, where we have like a higher resting cortisol rate. And we know that car- carbs are the only food group that cuts cortisol. Right. Um, and we also have lower energy because of lower hormones like estrogen and um, we're just like a little bit sleepier and we need more support. So it's kind of just food principles as well. Like, oh, during the ovulatory phase, like it's, you know, maybe eat more raw foods, eat more salads, eat more kind of lighter foods. Cause again, like you have this high energy, you want to go, go, go. Um, That's the time. If you like to do like high intensity workouts, you can do those type of workouts. Again, it's always so bio-individualized. That's why like, I like, I was like, should I even do podcast episodes on this? Because it always gets into like, for example, I don't do high intensity rarely ever anymore. Um, so even during my ovulatory phase, like for me, that higher intensity would be like a sweaty power yoga or mm, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think cycle syncing is great, you know, and even what's cool about it is you can sync up with the moon phases if you aren't menstruating for any reason. So you right. can just, you know, go off the moon phases, but I think it's just fun. Like I, I have this pyramid for hormone health and like the base of it are your essentials, which are like sleep and nutrition and water. And then like each level, it's just like further optimization. So cycle syncing would be somewhere along the optimization where it's like, it's not a hundred percent necessary. Although I will say like, if you take anything away from cycle syncing, it's to rest when you are in your like later luteal and menstrual phase, mm-hmm. rest. Don't push yourself through a hard workout. That's when you're going to start to see like the PMS symptoms um, and, you know, just overall discomfort and not feeling your best. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. Cause that, that's a good way to make yourself real miserable and really mess with your body. Right. I, I totally agree. Um, I kind of want to switch gears here a little bit and ask you some more fun questions because, you know, I like asking people fun questions after, you know, we talk business for a while. It's, it's, it, I don't know. I have, I have a few things that I like to ask that are silly and kind of random. So my first one, which is my personal favorite, if you could have a dinner party or drinks or a walk on the beach or those are kind of my go-tos but anything that is an activity that you find fun and if you could do that with three people dead or alive fictional or real they, they can be related to you they don't have to be related to you they could people be people you have spent time with before it's up to you they don't have to be people I always like to specify that animals muppets cartoons whatever who would those three people be and why um oh, goodness I know that's to be honest question. I actually did not prep for the, like I saw that you sent me over questions and I was like I don't need to like look at them because I this is just my life I just like talk about this all the time but this is an interesting one I don't know I mean like it's hard to choose three people I see the next question after this too and that one's going to be hard for me to answer and that's but okay and it doesn't think, have to be you know, three yeah and I think like honestly people like kind of like the bigger names this is it kind of goes 
in hand with the next one, which asks like three people who've had the most influence on me. I'd love to have them at dinner. So um, some people in this, like the integrative space, uh, like Dr. Stephen Cabral, I think is really brilliant and his work is awesome. He has like a very like well-seasoned palate when it comes to like, I mean, he's, you know, studied all different types of medicine, but actually has like immersed himself. So like going to those countries where they originate from and like working within like local clinics. So I think he's really, really great and gives like good, adequate information. It's hard to come by a male in this realm who like is not in support of fasting. And Mm -hmm. he is like, just gives the proper education around like all the stuff. So he's great. Um, I love Dr. Jolene Brighton and I love Alyssa Vitti. Um, I think that they are also great. Like they are like my moms kind of, you know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're definitely older than I am and they have been doing this longer than I have. So it was their work that I, that even caused me to question this all and to question like the pill that I was taking on a daily basis. So, you know, shout out to them. Thank you. I've had the pleasure of talking to both of them actually, like pretty briefly just over Instagram and over email. Um, But, you know, like, thank you for supporting me in that journey because I would have never have done, I mean, I shouldn't say never, but I, you know, thanks to them, I really did a deep dive into birth control and Mm. just all of that hormone research. So, uh, so yeah, I would say them and there are other really great people within this realm. Um, Aviva Ram is awesome. I actually like Aviva Ram, like I major woman crush on her because she's a medical doctor who decided to like, what is I, and I love those. I love like the medical doctors turned like holistic because they got to see, and they can actually speak, um, you know, speak on the lack of education and nutrient, Mm. like nutrition education that they get in medical school and like, you know, education on just like the female body and our reproductive health. So she's awesome. I love that. She's really like, you know, she did all of that schooling and that training, which is a lot of time and a lot of money. And then she like went back to go and like learn the holistic route and to be Mm. able to treat from a root cause level. So she's awesome. She has great books, great podcast. Um, I'm trying to get her on a podcast with me because she is really great. And I, I do love what she, what she preaches. And of course, you know, practitioners and doctors, we're all going to have what works for us and it's going to be slightly different. And, uh, you know, so of course, like there's, I don't agree with everything that any of these people say, you know, any yeah. of the four or five people that I've mentioned, but that's the point is we're supposed to question each other and challenge each other. And, you know, as at the end of the day, I always say, as long as we're helping people, it's okay. Like yeah. that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are, those are some people, but you know, that's more in like the health realm. Like if we're getting into like celebrities, like, hey, I don't know. It's I, your I guess dinner have, party. I know I can't even think of them (laughs) off the top of my head, but I know there's some like, I know there's some cute boys that I would like celebrity (laughs) actors that I would invite. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. It's funny. I had someone on my podcast. I don't remember when this was. And when we got to this question, she was like, you know, I can't remember who it was that we, that she said, but whoever it was, she was like, you know, he'd just be there for eye candy. Just so I can look over and be like, (laughs) that's amazing to see you and I was like that is like the best answer ever um and and I know these questions are tough and and they're you know I did it I interviewed myself a few months ago for for my podcast and I asked myself these same questions and I didn't prepare myself (laughs) and I just remember thinking I was like 
I had to like look around my bedroom to like think of things. What would I want to have? Who would I want to be there? And I, I just laugh because I love dragonflies. They've always been very important to me. And I was like, I'd have a dragonfly at my dinner party. And as I said it, I was like, my listeners are going to think I'm a real weirdo, that's but that's amazing. okay. No, <laughs> that's yeah, okay. that's okay. They love you. <laughs> I, I like to think so. I hope I provide good information. I know I do when I have guests. I have such amazing guests. Um, so I've got one last question for you. And, and well, there's really two, but this is my last fun question. And this is, this is just a thing that I always enjoy. I like nicknames. Nicknames are something that I find really interesting Um, Not necessarily because I think nicknames are great, but what I find interesting is stories, people's stories about whether they do or don't have a nickname. And if they do, the story behind it. And if they don't, the story behind why they don't. It's just something I personally am fascinated by. So I like to ask all my guests if they have a nickname. So do you? Um, I, well, Maddie technically is a nickname because my full name's Madeline. Um, and it's so funny how like we name our children names that we like don't intend on actually calling them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't know why <laughs> they decided I was going to be called Madeline when they never called me Madeline unless I was in trouble growing up. But so that's a nickname. Um, and I, I'm called the hormone guru a lot within like my realm mm-hmm. on like social media. So the hormone guru. Um, and then if we're talking like, you know, nicknames that I've had since I was a little kid, it's really just one and it's Dee Dee. Uh, my dad calls me Dee Dee and it's just because there are two D's in my name. Oh, is that adorable? <laughs> um, yeah. So it. just Dee Dee, I mean, he still calls me it till this day. Um, but sweet. yeah, I mean, not a whole lot, just mads I guess if people get lazy with it and they're like we don't want to say Maddie it's just like mads um I love it but otherwise like hormone guru I I like that (laughs) the hormone whisper the hormone whisper yeah I like that that's a good one I I like the word whisper you know someone I went to high school with has always been really really great with babies and so everyone called her the baby whisperer and it's just I think it's I think the hormone whisperer I like that very much. So I mean, last, yeah, I need to change. Yeah. I changed my Instagram bio and add that. <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, I think it's fantastic. It's catchy too, which is always yeah. nice. Um, so the very last question here is where our listeners can connect with you, learn more about you and, you know, like get to know you even more. Yeah, please everyone connect with me because I would love to meet you. Um, If you post this on your story and tag both of our accounts, then I'll be able to see you, uh, you know, send you a video message, which I love to do. And um, also like, yeah, just repost it, share it with my community, Instagram, TikTok, my podcast, which is on Spotify and on Apple podcast, my website. There's so many ways to connect with me. I would say a good hub is... um, is Instagram. And then if you go on my website and subscribe to like email or text or both, you get fun hormone date, like hormone tips for me and, um, any type of news and product releases and all that jazz. That's awesome. That's so, so great. Maddie, I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk with me, to educate us about hormone health and all the amazing things that you do and all of this amazing knowledge that you have in you. It's just inspiring and amazing. And I am just so thrilled that I got to have you on my show. So thank you so, so much. Thank you for saying that. And thank you for having me. 